0: Hell yeah! What's up, everybody? Welcome to This Week in Zoltan. This is episode 328, I believe. I'm gonna double-check, but uh, first of all, thank you to everyone who listens, downloads, shares, subscribes, does your whole thing. I'm remembering the spiel, because last week I totally forgot the spiel that I usually spiel in the beginning of the spiel. Um, Don't forget to leave a five-star review on the podcast. If you do, I'll read it right now. I'll read it right in the opening buffer. Uh, Let me go find... A five-star review. I think the last one was left in October or August. Mm Hmm. There it is. Uh, Nora Lee C. So funny. Five stars. August 31st, 2021. Remember 2021? Remember that? When the pandemic wasn't over? Uh, I first saw you on my iFit. That was actually one of the projects I did during the pandemic. I got hired uh, to be funny on a treadmill. It was just, it's a weird, I wasn't on a treadmill, but they were gonna play it on a treadmill. And I gave a nature walk in Provo, Utah, through one of their parks. And I tried to be entertaining for 40 minutes. I think they cut it down to about 15. But this lady saw it. My daughter and I uh, went to go see you at the club. We're addicted to you now. Love listening to you and hearing your stories. Come back soon. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Your stupid review could be read right there if you go to Apple and leave a five-star. How do you do with the little gibberish? I'll read it in the opening. Other than that, let me plug my shows. We are starting tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm starting my big, uh, you know, my big tour. Who's it big to? It's big to me, okay? It might not be big to the world. It's big to me and the people around me. Uh, But we are starting the back-to-work tour Uh, Tomorrow, in San Diego, at the Comedy Store, it starts at 8 o'clock, and then the next day I'm in Phoenix, that would be January 6th, uh, Phoenix, Uh, and then the 7th in Tucson, the 8th in Albuquerque, and the 9th in Prescott, Arizona, and then I come back home for a little bit. I think there's about 20 tickets left for Phoenix. There's a bunch of tickets left for Tucson and Albuquerque. This might be the only time I go to t- go to those two towns if they don't start buying some tickets. And there's only fifth. Uh, f- well, I'm doing two shows in Prescott, and the early show's are already sold out. And I think the late show has like 15 to 17 tickets left. It's less than 20. So, thank you to those two towns, and thank you to everyone who did buy tickets in Tucson and Albuquerque. You guys are awesome, but hopefully some more people, you know, buy some soon. Otherwise, really soak it in, because I can't afford to come back and lose my ass twice. Um, But yeah, after that, I'm home for a little bit, and then I have a show up in Escondido at the Grand Comedy Club, January 15th. And then the 20th, Atlanta, the 21st, Savannah, Georgia... 22nd, Statesbor- Statesboro, Georgia. 23rd was supposed to be Jacksonville. Can't get a venue, so I'm not going to Jacksonville. Uh, the 24th, Orlando. There's only 30 tickets left for that. Uh, the next day, Tampa. And then after that, a week in Port Charlotte at the Visani Comedy Theater. And then the final day, January 30th, Boca Raton, Florida at the Black Box. Uh, and then that's my month of January. And then after that, we're heading, I got Alameda Comedy Club. Uh, I have a Charlotte date. I have redoing Omaha and Dubuque because I canceled it in uh, in November because I got the old vid. So there's a bunch of stuff going on. Go to my website, ZoltanComedy.com. My lovely fiance, Emma, made a very nice. Uh, and subscribe to my mailing list, why don't you? Oh. I, get, I think that's all my commercials. I think that's all my ads. Uh... Anyway, it's the new year, it's 2022, does it, I don't know, it feels the same. I got drunk as a skunk on New Year's Eve, I got, man, it's been a while since I woke up to a new year hungover, because I remember last year, Emma and I just went to a friend's house, and we celebrated the nine, we celebrated East Coast New Year's, and we were in bed by 11.30. Which wasn't bad. And then this year felt like things were going back to normal. But then the Omicron came. And then or Omicron, whatever. And we just wanted to go live like regular people. So we hit it. We hit it hard. We we bar hopped, man. We spread that Rona around. We mixed it up. Vaccinated, of course. But I, I don't think this version matters. Who knows? Um... But yeah, I ended up I ended up getting drunk and just boring my friends with conversation about my Marriott and Delta statuses. This is what that's what Emma told me the next day. She's like, Do you remember last night when you got drunk and you spent like twenty minutes talking about your Delta Platinum Medallion and your Marriott titanium how do you do? And I'm like, No, I don't did I do that? And she's like, Yeah, you did and no one was paying attention and you wouldn't stop. And I think I did it. It's because I'm 34. I'm turning 35 this year, and it's all I have. It's all I have. All right. I don't have any kids. Uh, I'm not in the process of buying a home, like uh, like our friends were. They were talking about that, and I'm like, well, I do. I want to sound impressive, so I was like, here, how about this? How about I get some free upgrades from time to time? How do you like that? I'm up with everybody. I'm uh, I'm keeping up in the race that is. But yeah, we had a wonderful New Year's Eve, came back, had a countdown. I think I mixed uh, old fashions with whiskey, with champagne, and the next day I woke up feeling like, uh, feeling like Betty White drop-kicked me right in the face. It felt like if Andre Andre the Giant picked up Betty White and threw her feet first right into my eyeballs. That's what it felt like, Um, RIP Betty White. That was the final kick in the nuts from 2021. 2021 was supposed to be this big optimistic year where everything was supposed to start going back to normal and it kind of did, but then it didn't. And then at the end, it really didn't. And then right before it was over, they're like, we just killed Betty White, uh, which I actually put out a video. I put out two little sketches called Morning Coffee where uh, it's up on YouTube. Uh, where I just do little non-sequiturs, non-sequ- little one-liners And I did a joke about, like, I'm like, it's time for Betty White to go And then a month later, she, she dies And I, I, of course it wasn't me, shut up Of course it wasn't me It's not because I manifested that, you can't manifest the death of someone who's a hundred That just, it happens I said it, and then it happened later but it's on core, it's, I didn't do it. Stop trying to make it seem like it was me. But the weird part was I always felt like I was a fan of Betty White's because she was on the show Wings. And then I Googled it and she wasn't the old lady on the show Wings. And that means I've never watched her in anything. I, I'm a fan of Betty White, but I don't think I watched her in anything. I don't think I was she in Golden Girls? I don't think I really watched that I watched the Comedy Central roasts But other than that, I didn't R.I.P. Betty White You had an amazing career I I looked at some pictures of her uh, Because they posted pictures of her from movies During the black and white days And she looked old and adorable then It was very interesting Go look at old pictures of Betty White She has an old lady's face And I'm not saying this to knock her but it's, it's weird when you see someone's old face first and then go back and see their young face. And usually it's very different. You're like, oh, like I can see the similarities. But overall, I get that you were young at that moment. But I looked at Betty White's young pictures and I'm like, oh, you looked old when you were young. In a good way. In a very milk and cookies, I have a fireplace kind of way. You know? And uh, so good old Betty White. She wasn't in Wings. That's what I learned from her death, and I'm sorry I didn't manifest it, but it did happen, uh, and I, I, I take it back. I, you know, I didn't mean it. Um, but overall, New Year's Eve was great. Hungover. All of the first. Almost forgot to pay rent. The first of January should not be a rent-paying day. Okay, that's the first of the new year. You're supposed to start on New Year's resolutions. And you're supposed to, this first day of the diet. So you're, you're riding around on your Christmas gifts. It's supposed to be a joyful, optimistic, nursing a hangover kind of day. And then around like nine o'clock, I'm like, oh, we forgot to pay rent. And then I had to send it over. And I'm like, that's, the first day of January is not the first day of the new year, okay? And if it is, that means you didn't drink that much the night before. The first day of January is a, it's a no day. It's a blank day. It's like, you know, on a calendar where they have those blank days on the first week, because the first day of the month is like a Friday that month for some reason. J- January 1 is one of those blank, no harm, no foul days. That's a day you sit in, you eat soup, uh, you start the morning with an Advil and a coffee, then you go for a walk, and then you realize you need more Advil, and then you, uh, you order some ramen, because you're hurting, because you're hungover. Why? Because you mixed old fashions with whiskey and champagne and you bored your friends with your delta statuses. Uh, Anyway, that is one part of this year that I, I very, very, very much enjoy. I love watching adults enjoying their Christmas gifts with a glee that looks like children on Christmas morning. Like, this is where Emma and I sit every morning we have our coffee and we look out this window over here and just yesterday I watched like some middle-aged dude little hefty just riding on a brand new beach cruiser right down the middle of the street you can tell it was his first day you could tell and you can just see it and I just looked at him I'm like look Emma he's enjoying his Christmas gifts and, and she's laughed and you can just see it it's this cause adults can't enjoy their Christmas gifts the way a child does because we have the depressions of, of life, you know? An eight-year-old doesn't have the depressions of a mortgage and property taxes and having to comply with new sanitation laws where you now have to put your trash in a green bin if it's food related and blah blah blah. Like that, a kid doesn't have that. A kid just has a new Transformers toy and pajamas and he's gonna go have a hell of a day but an adult has to have regular everyday depression And then you have this joy that is Christmas, but that's the happiest you can be, knowing all that you know about life. And I just love watching the joy of a 45-year-old man on a beach cruiser in his little cargo shorts with his chubby calves, pumping the pedals away, and I I just feel it. I feel the happiness he feels in his heart and mine. And uh, it's wonderful. I love this time of year. It's so optimistic. I went for a run today, and there were so many people on their first run. And I'm not great at running. I still think I have, like, long COVID uh, respiratory issues. Like, I can't run as long as I used to. Either that or I've been eating a lot of pie. It's like one of those two things. Like, I can't tell if I'm not as good as at running anymore because of the COVID or because I have eaten a lot of pie. A lot. A lot of bread. We've been chowing down on sourdough bread with butter, good butter, not uh, margarine or the guy with the hair. I can't believe, no, this is the believe it, it's butter, look at it, it's Kerrygold. It'll clog your arteries. We've just been enjoying that. So I can't tell if my lack of oxygen is COVID-related or uh, calorie-related. But it is fun to go out there and run and see all those people on day one running. Day one running. And we're, what, four days into the new year? I'm recording this on the 4th. You know? That's why fun things happen this early in January. We're two days away. January 6th, they raided the Capitol. I know it was because they were going to announce the president, but if they were going to announce the president March 5th, that wouldn't have happened. There would have been no raid on the Capitol. But January, you're like, you got the new resolutions pumping through your veins. You're like, let's go get them. And the next thing you know, there's a guy dressed like a yak next to you, and you're storming the Capitol. Why? Because it's January 6th, and it's not long enough to give up on your resolutions yet. you got to wait till they, it gets into the double digits. Honestly, if they would have waited till like, January 20th, to do the counting of the votes to make it official that Biden was president, there would have been no insurrection because it's too late. People would have given up. There was there wasn't going to be any running. There wasn't going to be any any out of the ordinary life events. They wouldn't have done it. That's that's a good life lesson for everybody. Don't do uh, don't do anything that might cause a riot before january 15 at least at least most people give up on their diets by the 10th but you know some people give it a solid two weeks Mm. cold brew um what else do i have i took notes i took notes i wrote down a few things pat oswald got into a thing didn't he That was one of my fun things that I saw. Patton Oswalt, by the way, a big fan of Patton Oswalt. I think he's a great comedian. Uh, He posted a picture with uh, with Dave Chappelle because apparently they were performing in the same town. And, you know, Chappelle was probably doing the arena. I think that's what he was doing. And uh, Patton was probably doing a giant theater. And he went over and did a little guest set at the arena show with his pal. Which by... If you're not a comedian, seeing another comedian in the town you're traveling in while you're on the road is uh, a sprinkle of joy that's hard to communicate to someone who doesn't do comedy. I guess it would be like, imagine being at an airport, traveling for business or for pleasure, and then just running in to a childhood friend who you have no beef with. Imagine that. Imagine the joy you would feel. What would you do? After you were done hugging and taking selfies, you'd go to a bar, you'd get some drinks, you'd catch up before you got to split ways and go go on your travels. That's close to the joy that it is when you're on the road uh, to see another comedian that you know. Especially these two guys. They've known each other, I think, since they were doing open mics, according to what Patton wrote in his post explaining the photo that he took uh... even though he spelled open mics m-i-k-e-s which you know what maybe that's how they spelled it in the eighties you know maybe we just came at a different time where we spelled it m-i-c-e-s or m-i-c-s but anyway so yeah that's what he did he took a picture with Dave Chappelle I don't know if you guys have been up with the news on Mr. David Chappelle but uh, a lot of people don't like him because he poked fun he had a lot of jokes about the transgendered people and they don't forget, uh, and so they're they're keeping up with the upsetness, uh, which right I don't I'm not judging you by the way. If you want to be mad at Dave Chappelle for the transgender stuff, go be mad at him. Personally, I'm not mad at him because I'm a comedian and not transgendered. so there's nothing for me to be upset about. Um, but I totally get if you're upset, go be upset. I get it. Like if he made fun of white trash kids that grew up in a trailer park, I'd be upset too. But he didn't. Or if he did, I thought it was funny. Uh, So anyway, he took a picture with Dave Chappelle. Posted it. And I think he had some nice caption like, you know, so nice to see my friend. Blah, blah, blah. And then people got mad. People got mad on Twitter. And then he posted like a big... I think this is... If there's anything we've learned from Donald Trump is don't do this. And what, what Patton did was he posted a long thing saying, hey, uh, Dave's my friend, I've known him for many years, I think he's an amazing comedian, I'm paraphrasing by the way, Uh, but I don't agree with what he said about trans people. That's the gist of what he said. And guess what, no one forgave him. No one forgave him, everyone that was mad at him on Twitter and on Instagram before he posted his little handwritten note no one forgave him. I, I, have we not learned anything from Donald Trump? And I understand if you don't like Donald Trump. I'm not a fan, all right? I didn't vote for him either time. Uh, but you can learn things and you can learn lessons from people you don't like. And I think the, may, the my main takeaway from Donald Trump is don't apologize. Don't. Just don't. Do live your life. And do what you're going to do. And then when someone calls you out for it and goes, why the hell would you do X, Y, Z? Unless it's something horribly egregious where you have to apologize, don't apologize. Just live your life. Why? Because people forget. People forget. It's. I think Bill Burr said it. It's three days. It's three days that people have outrage. And then the next thing comes along. You're going to be fine. Don't do it. And then also, like, the thing... I think another mistake Patton did, not only did he try to apologize with like a manifesto letter, he posted a picture of him writing the letter, I think. It was like a picture of him in his green room in front of a mirror with the vanity lights, and he's got his earbuds in, and he's listening to his phone, and he's writing on this legal pad, and stop doing that. You look so douchey. Like, who took that photo? Who did you ask to take that photo of you looking like you're supposed to be doing something candid? Even if it was candid. Even if it was just your opener, coming through, coming around, going, Hey, you're writing. I'm going to take a photo of this. And then you show it to him. Like, oh, can I use it for this post? Because I'm actually writing an apology letter for taking a picture with a friend of mine and posting it on social media. Uh, just don't do it. It looks so, ugh. Just don't do it. Don't apologize. Post your picture. And go, this is my friend Dave Chappelle. And then have all the people underneath go, I'm appalled. And then wait for them to, to, to move on to the next one and live your life. He had to end up canceling shows anyway because of the COVID numbers. So it's not even like it's going to hurt your ticket sales. People forget. They forget, unless it's something horrible. People forget. Michael Vick went back to play football. And he, he we know what he did compartmentalize you know we'll find some we'll figure it out so anyway that's what uh... patten oswald did uh... poor pat big fan of pat and i think he's funny but of course and that's also my least favorite thing anytime a comedian gets in trouble people love to jump out and go well i never thought he was funny yeah you did yeah you did you thought he was funny and even if you didn't think he was funny You probably watched a comedy special where he was in a theater with 1,500 to 2,000 people laughing their asses off at him. So your opinion's wrong. Because if you think someone's not funny, you might be right. Or you might also be dumb because there's a room full of people uh, shitting themselves laughing. They're laughing so hard they gotta go to the bathroom and and throw their underwear in that little trash can and stuff toilet paper in their ass crack to stop the seepage that's how funny they are so shut up with your predictable i never told you it's funny anyway yeah you did yeah you did how about that, Is that a little aggressive i apologize uh it's the it's the cold brew you get a little cold brew in me on a day i've already had coffee and went for a run even though my covid lungs couldn't handle it i get pretty antsy that's just how that goes down. Uh, what else happened? Oh, uh, I watched that uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Do you guys know her? She ran that company, Theranos, Thermos, Theranos, Theranos. She doesn't blink. Have you seen her? She has the. She started a company that was supposed to be about like health. It was a health company trying to test people's blood, take a little bit of blood, and it was supposed to be a good thing. It was supposed to change. Everything, positively, through the world. And she called it Theranos. It's way too close. Did she not watch Marvel movies? Thanos. I'm not even a big Marvel fan. You can't call your good company a name that's so close to the biggest villain in all the Marvel movies. You can't do it. And she did it. And guess what? She was a villain. She was a villain. And she was a villain that I wasn't even that mad at she got in trouble she just got found guilty on four charges of fraud uh, because she stole a bunch of money from investors millions hundreds of millions of dollars for a product that didn't work and uh normally i would get mad at someone for stealing but she was stealing from like these ultra millionaires and billionaires i don't care about that all right over the last ten years, I've had to sit and watch movies while we praise Jordan Belfort, the guy from Wolf of Wall Street, who sco- screwed over like the working man—some guy digging a ditch out there that wanted to get into, uh, wanted to get into, you know, the stock market, ended up taking his life savings on penny stocks or whatever—and we praise him as this amazing, shrewd, what an awesome character. No, that guy should be drugged through the streets and beaten to death. But Elizabeth, I'm sorry, I forget her name. Elizabeth Holmes went and screwed over millionaires and billionaires with her not a business. That's great. I'm all for that. Where she lost me is that she wouldn't let it die there. She ended up uh, actually putting these machines that don't work in the public for people to be tested for blood and diseases and all this stuff and giving them bad information and putting them at risk. Now, she deserves uh, death, I think. I think it's death. But as far as like stealing from millionaires and billionaires, not that bad. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Level even the playing field. That's also what I learned during the documentary. They have a good one about her on HBO. And they interviewed a lot of the... Uh... Or maybe they didn't interview them, but they had a lot of clips from the in- investors. Investors aren't that smart. Like they're not that good. It's almost it's almost worse than Shark Tank. Cause they don't even ask like she didn't even have sales. Cause I've watched enough Shark Tank. You go in, you're like, This is my dumb idea. We have this many sales, and I've only sold it on my TikTok. So imagine what we could do if you pump money into this and we put it in a target. And I guess that makes sense because you have proof of concept a little bit. She had nothing. She just went in with her big jaw and her big dumb eyes that she can't blink and her oddly deep voice, and then she somehow convinced these old millionaires to give her money, and I give her kudos for that. That's impressive. That's impressive, even though that's total con artisty and all that, I can't do it. I think that's why I'm impressed by it, because I definitely can't do it, and you're screwing over people that will totally be fine. And you're screwing over people that probably screwed over other people to get where they're at. So it's kind of leveling the playing field, like I was saying before. And, uh, and so, yeah, I didn't have an issue with her until she started putting it in Walgreens and testing people. And we were finding out that they were sick and giving them bad results, you know. There was another part of that documentary. They showed uh, she was making, like, a commercial for her company and they hired the same guy that did the uh, Apple commercials. And um, they did this shot that they do in every tech thing where they put somebody in a white background with the halo light on them and they make them look like a god from another planet or like an angel from the mesosphere. And it's just, can we stop doing that shot? It makes you look like a villain. There's nothing that makes you look less relatable than you brighter than me like that is it's upsetting it makes me not trust you and it makes me not want to get pricked in the finger by your dumb machine that apparently didn't work uh, but I feel like other people buy into that it's like uh, they even do that on that show Selling Sunset which uh, Emma and I love watching and I pointed out but every time they do the cutaway scenes where they do like the uh, confessional where they're talking about the scene that's happening and they're talking into the camera. It th- they can't stop making it brighter and brighter. Watch those shows and notice every time there's like the thing and then it cuts to the confessional. I mean towards the end of the episode we got to put sunglasses on cuz they're over there looking like they just levitated down from heaven's gate to tell us what Christine did at uh at Salt Bay's restaurant. Like we don't it's a little much bring it down a little bit just a tad let's talk on the level you know you're still better than me you got a chair purse but let's you know let's be in the moment so we watched the hbo thing very much enjoyed that uh... is that it I talked about roundabouts a little bit i... there's a pandemic going on that goes beyond viruses in san diego and i don't know if it's happening in the rest of the country but they're putting in roundabouts everywhere. They're getting rid of stop signs, I guess, and just putting in roundabouts like it's the UK over here, but here's the problem. Nobody knows what to do in a roundabout, all right? That was one question on a driving test we took when we were 16, and then it just never came up again for our entire lives, and then now we're 34, and you throw in eight roundabouts in my neighborhood, and I've never turned into a roundabout with any confidence that it was my turn at all. Every time I go into a roundabout, I'm like, ah, there's a car coming. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. And we just go, I don't know. And then we almost hit each other doing seven miles an hour. Get rid of these round- What? Who is it for? Does it save that much time? Is it that much better for traffic? What did stop signs do that they deserve to be outsourced to roundabouts? What did they do? Did we need the extra trash in our landfills of just stop signs piling up? Did we need these roundabouts? What do you do when there's a car coming from every direction? There's what, You're here, there's one coming from over there, and there's one coming from there, and then there's a bike coming at you, and someone next to you is just like, it's the right away, way. It's whoever's to the right. Yeah, well, what happens when they're already in the roundabout and they're spinning? Depending on where they are, they might not be to my right, or I might not be to theirs. Is it if I'm on your right or if you're on my right? I have the right. No one get rid of the roundabouts. I never, I, stop signs, man. They never hurt anybody. Only if people miss them. But I don't see how it's less dangerous to have four cars just spinning in a blender and none of them know that it was their turn. And then someone's on a bike trying to also cross and there's a lady walking her dog going, I I, I guess we're going home. I guess we're going home because we're going to die if we go into that. I think that was it. Uh, (laughs) No, there's one more thing. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Bernie Sanders tweeted this. And I I like Bernie. Uh, I think he's a little, he tweets all the same stuff, you know. But uh, he tweeted, he goes, uh, call me crazy, but I feel like, People should just have to have one job to live with dignity, not multiple jobs. And then I retweeted that and I put the quote on top going, I totally agree as I am a comedian slash podcaster slash video editor. Uh, Because this was one of the conversations that came up on New Year's Eve. My buddy Dan, he watches my videos on YouTube and he's like, My favorite is every video without fail of you doing stand-up will have some complaint about the audio. I can't hear the audio. What's going on with the audio? Isn't it enough? When is it enough? When is it done? Like, I. Bernie was right, dude. In the 80s, comedians were just comedians. Comedians just went and did their hour, they didn't even write a second hour. Most comedians just had one hour and that they were going to do for the rest of their life until they threw dirt in their face. It was so easy. You just did your one hour. You were paid through the roof. Uh, you, and then if you got really good, they would might make you do a sitcom where you got to be a shitty actor on TV and make more money. That's all you had to do. But now comedians... We need to be comedians. We need to be podcasters. We need to have two cameras so we have different angles of our stand-up. We need to edit captions into them so they can go on TikTok. The audio needs to be pristine with either a lavalier mic or a second thing. When is it enough? It's on YouTube. It's free. It's free. I know you don't watch the videos. You get to the five-second countdown and you skip it. It's free. Also, what are you watching these videos on, where you can't hear it? What are you? Want? Are you what are you? Are you on a BlackBerry? What are you on? Get some headphones. Get listen on your. What do you want? What is wrong with your device where you can't hear it? Because I'll read those comments and I'll go, Emma. Get in here. Can you hear this? And then I'll play the video on my laptop and I'll play the video on my phone. And she's like, Yeah, I hear it. And I'm like, What? Why is everyone mad at me? Like, I'm supposed to have a sound studio, a portable sound studio with a two camera shoot. And I have to be mic'd. And I have to come up with new material every week so I can post it on TikTok, so I can post it on YouTube. And it has to be pristine. We all have to release self released HBO specials on a daily basis to remain relevant, and in the 80s, you just got to be a hack with a sports coat telling the same joke for a decade. Maybe to do five minutes on Carson and have your career made. Bernie's right, because that's just for comedians. By the way, if you can't tell, I'm, I'm being a little facetious in the way I'm making fun of it. Like, I am making fun of it, but I'm not really stressed out. I'd much rather do this job than any job I've ever had a hundred times over and that's including the editing that's including Emma having to do like the captions me doing this podcast I'd rather do this but it got me thinking if comedians have to do this much more work than their counterparts had to 30 years ago what about the uh, what about the regular person? what about the regular person? what about the truck drivers? the mechanics? the plumbers? what about the grocery store workers? what about the everybody? everybody Everybody now has to do more. I think he has a point. And no, that doesn't make me a communist. All right, I'm not saying he should be the next president. I'm not saying we should just hand free money to everybody. I'm just saying that tweet had a point. And that was it. I think that's everything I had to say. Uh, Thanks for listening, downloading, sharing, subscribing. Much appreciated. Much love. Go to my website. Come to a show. Buy some tickets. Sign up for my newsletter. Bob's your uncle. And I think we're done. I think we're done. Ciao, everybody.